And with that being said, we are live, Ebru. Oh my God, people, welcome back to another wonderful episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. And today is one of the, ooh, one of the many different lives I'm going to be doing. No, not lives, that's bullshit. Uh, this is many, <laughs> many of the interviews I'm going to be doing over the next week. And Ebru, my partner in crime, she has been with me here today. Again, Ebru, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Arsenius. Great to be back. Absolutely. And you know, anytime both Ebru and I come, we have the synergy. We bring you so much. We talked about stress management. We gave a number of different things on the lives and whatnot on mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, accidentally on YouTube last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now we are back on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, and man, I just want to say thank you to everyone. And for those of you listening to me in podcast form, just very quickly, Want to give a big shout out to the Taiwanese and the Japanese. My goodness, the numbers, boy, I'm telling you. And one day, I just, boy, I'm just so excited to see how many people are listening to me. And of course, all thanks to Evie because she's so goddamn famous. But with that being said, people, uh, I know. <laughs> with the real. It's all your hard work, I've seen you. It's all your hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So today, Oh my God, we got a very, very special one, okay? I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'll have to go back and uh, re-pronounce it. But in saying that, what we're going to talk about, it's all about teams. I'm going to give you a nice little high-performance way of looking at it. And, you know, I would like to ask everyone out there to kick this off. How do you go about generating new ideas to improve your life, right? How do you go about making your family grow closer together, right? Uh, what major projects, goals, deadlines, how do you support them with teams? Or how do you give your family deadlines or different things? Whereas you are working with a couple of people and what rewards come after them? Maybe you have new ideas in career, business, life, marriage, kids, whatever it may be. See, it's all about adding that value to the team, right? If you want things to change, if you want to contribute to, you know, teams to make things better or to say, hey, you know, what's my role in this specific project? And that right there is the problem. A lot of us do not understand how to add value. A lot of us do not understand what our roles are in teams, what our roles are in an organization, in a company, what we're supposed to do. And Remember, going back to my situation three years ago, I did have somewhat of a VA that had worked with me. And because obviously this is way before my transformation program and everything I had done, I didn't know what a role was. I didn't know what, a, what, I, what she was supposed to do for me. I didn't know if she was a revenue generating, you know, type of team member, but she was more of the back office researcher. And so with that being said, Ebru, before we dive into everything, into Belbin, like, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, okay, what do I do? You mm. know what I mean? And when you're in that situation, like, how do you bring yourself clarity before we start diving into the Belbin model? Yeah, I mean, like you, I, you know, I worked in many teams before, but I really didn't know what my role was. I was just given responsibilities and, and that was it. Um, I didn't know anything about the uh, Meredith Belbin's 19 roles. Um, and uh, so 
uh, I think a lot of companies are not aware of this as well. Um, right. And it's, it's something that, you know, I discovered last week. Uh, one, of my, one of my colleagues told me about it. Um, mm. And um, I did a case study with um, a group of my Business English uh, students, and they didn't know it either. So um, it's been around for a long time. But, you know, the majority of professionals are not actually aware of, of these nine team roles. So um, when we, you know, studied these team roles, we actually identified with not just one, but many other roles as well. Um, because Meredith Belbin said, you know, it's, it's not possible to have nine people in your team to be effective. That's, you know, in reality, that's not always possible. Um, right. But if the team is too small or too large, then... Um, you're not going to have an effective team. Um, ideally, you should have about five people in your team to be effective and to take on um, one or two uh, of these of these roles. Um, so, you know, before last week, I had absolutely no clue. And if you had said to me, "Okay, when you work in a team, what is what is your role?" I wouldn't have been able to to tell you. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, describe it to you. Uh-huh. Um, but looking at these, you know, team roles that uh, Meredith Belbin identified, uh, it makes it much more, much more clear as to what each person should be doing. Um, and it does really go with their personality as well. Right. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you just, you talking about that, Ibra, you know, I, well, I wanted to jump in because... <laughs> You know, a, a, comp- a company I just finished training at, as a matter of Ooh. fact, um, you know, they, I remember, <laughs> boy, long story short, I showed up to a location, the driver wasn't there. Although I got a message from the lady the night before saying, okay, he's going to get there at this specific time. I got there. She's like, oh, he got there at this time, mm. an hour before. He's coming back to pick you up. I said, so you want me to sit out here and sweat my brown, beautiful skin ass off and wait for a guy for another 45 minutes only to get to the company exactly at the time I should start training? Yes. No. (laughs) See, this is what happens when somebody else should have given like, like, okay, this is your role. Make sure the driver always comes here on time. Mm. And you know Mm. what? because she didn't want to be put into a position like that. And because she had a little bit of a superiority complex. Yeah. That was the end of the relationship. That was the Mm -hmm. last time I had spoken to not only her, another lady I had trained privately, their cousin I trained privately and another girl that they recently hired at that company, four of them because of miscommunication and someone not knowing their roles right Mm, and so mm. that is the first thing that goes wrong with teams is the internal issue of complacency or delay and then the second one is about isolation and superiority me i was always that person i'm like okay isolation hey as a team we need to work together i was doing a project six years ago this guy was like okay let's work together he did a lot of things but he kind of just shoved all my ideas aside next Mm. thing you know after we did that specific one, three weeks later, he was like, hey, I'm going on vacation, complete everything, I'll be back. 
I said, uh, no, that's not how it works. We're working in this together. I quit. And exactly. guess what? I ended up not shooting myself in the foot, but I never got a special project with that company again because mm. I stood up for what was right. See, when you work in isolation and then you have that superiority, say, okay, do this. I'm going on vacation. Make sure everything's good. And nothing's going to be good because obviously he's going on vacation. These are the problems exactly. that a lot of companies have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's not leadership at all. That's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just you know, <laughs> shooting um, responsibilities at other people, but not taking any responsibilities for, for themselves. Um, right. And ob obviously it's going to put the team members off and right. they will never work with that person ever again. Um, right. And the whole, yeah, the whole team will just, you know, um, won't work to uh, won't gel well together, won't be effective. Um, and uh, so, you know, the leadership role, I mean, he, um, Meredith doesn't actually mention the leadership role, mm -hmm. uh, but there are, um, for example, um, there are roles like the coordinator, uh, who is the, the person who makes sure that everybody works well together. Right. That, you know, um, that they are gelling well. And right. um, that is a typical leadership, leadership role. Um, right. It's not someone who, you know, like your, that person you talked about, doesn't push ideas away. Uh, make sure that everybody is, is included. Um, right. And um, yeah, you, you need to, you need to have those skills to be able right. to, you know, um, conduct or, you know, uh, lead the team to make right. sure that they, you know, complete their, their task effectively. Yeah. Right. And just on that, let's kick it off with the coordinator, because obviously you just said that and being that person who knows exactly what everyone has to do, you know, be, mm -hmm. it's kind of like having that big board and you have yeah. the faces of everybody on there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what this coordinator would do was like they would draw out everything and say, OK, this person is in charge of this. This person is in charge of this. This person is in charge of this. And obviously, going back to the situation that happened, they did that after it happened. Mm. And I'm like, OK, she's in charge of this because she just wanted to offload everything. And that's mm. one of the weaknesses of a coordinator is yes. because they could be very manipulative and they might offload all of their own work. See, mm -hmm. that was her job to begin with, or maybe it was someone else's, but that's the problem yeah. with the coordinator, right? They're like, oh, oh my God, I am so angry. I'm going to offload, ring, do everything. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> this is the problem. They could yeah. be a master of manipulation. It's one of the weaknesses of coordinators. And, and the, there's a difference between offloading and delegating as well, might add, because that, some leaders are very good at, you know, delegating, but there's a purpose behind it. While mm. offloading is like they don't want to do the work. So right. they give it to somebody else to, to do it. Yeah. Just wants to point that out. Right. And so <laughs> I love it because, you know, it, it, so it's kind of like delegate it, do it or drop it. I think that was a three-step process that Jack, Can <laughs> Jack Canfield, I talked about like, about mm. 675,000 years ago. And, you know, like, it's kind of like, okay, am I going to do this or am mm. I 
responsible for this specific thing. And yeah. if I'm not, okay, who's in charge of this? And sometimes mm. we can become so overwhelmed. And even with people like, like literally just coming into my schedule and say, oh, well, I have this student here and da, 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 da. I'm like, no, you don't have the resources for me to mm. do this. So I'm going to say, no, no, no. And this is, again, a master manipulator that I mm. would have to do on a consistent basis so if you looked at all of these so these are the ones that if i could jump into the rest of them sure. we'll go over them and whatnot we have resource yeah. investigator we have the team worker we have a plant okay monitor mm -hmm. evaluator a specialist a complete finisher an implementer and a shaper i do believe those are the eight that i have yeah uh, there are any others um you know uh you know just let me know yeah but. They're, they're basically um yeah so they're all the ones that you mentioned and he uh he categorizes them in three steps so you have action oriented roles which are the shaper implementer and complete finisher and then people oriented roles which we mentioned coordinator team worker resource investigator and then thought oriented roles, which are the plants, monitor, evaluator, and the specialists. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So let's look into those three right there. And you said, what, uh, what, what, what roles are those exactly? So action oriented roles. I mean, the plant and the monitor, uh, so, evaluator. Uh, thought oriented roles. Oh, thought oriented. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. That's what I was like. Okay. Thought. Okay. Oh, thought, you know, in America, you yeah. thought, and then, you know, really, thought. I'm like, what, the, what, what you just say to me? Well, I thought you called me a name. Don't give a, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So thought oriented. So just, uh, yeah. to, just to give a quick description yeah. Yeah. of what these thought orient, uh, you know, thought oriented, uh, you know, uh, group members are the plant is someone mm -hmm. who's uh, highly creative and good at solving problems. Yeah. Uh, the monitor evaluator is someone that has that logical eye, uh, mm -hmm. makes impartial judgments, yeah. and way up, weighs up the team's options, right? That's right, and yeah. It's very analytical. Way. What does a dispassionate way mean? The, I mean, dispassionate way, yeah, I think it's not getting emotionally involved. Gotcha. So okay. just looking at it from, you know, from far away and not, uh, yeah, um, evaluating without, you know, um, yeah, we, like I said, without emotionally getting getting involved. So being very I objective. <clears throat> I think this is objective. probably one of the most important people to yeah. have on your team because I yeah. think some people are just so... Oh man, I, you know, and, 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 you know, and right when you said that, obviously we all have those things, whereas we let emotions get involved and, you know, some mm. of my people on my podcast and people who've known me for a long time, there have been teachers I work with who they don't like me or didn't like me because of some things I had said on my podcast back in like 2016, long time ago, right? Mm, and mm. so they tried bringing all these things that happened a year ago, something that I said a year ago. And instead of thinking objectively, okay, Arsenio is by far the best one in terms of teaching IELTS right now, 2017. 
However, I do not like him. I'm going to tell him that I do not like him and that he's not that good. And I'm going to say that he's not very good at writing so I could take away his work. See, mm. that's someone who is absolutely not a monitor evaluator. And if there was someone within the company right. above him, above him, but side by side, whatever it may be to say, mm. uh, but look at all the scores from his students. Okay. I know you don't really like him much, but we're just going to have to leave feelings out of this. That's that right. person, that monitor evaluator. What do you yeah. think? Have you ever had something throughout your life that happened in regards to, you know, having a monitor? Evaluator. Um, I mean, I, I've been in in many teams, but I have to say I haven't had many monitor evaluators. I think they're like um, they're very hard to find. <sighs> I think, yeah, um, I, yeah. You, I I totally agree with you. You have to have. It's crucial to have this person in your in your team. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy. It's not easy to find someone, someone like that. Right. Um, and yes, you definitely need someone who's on nobody's side. Right. Um, that's really, really important. Um, but it's been rare in, in my case, in my uh, experience. Yeah. Uh, both right. in teaching and, and banking. So it's and, been very, very rare. And banking. Okay. So let me give you this. People say, oh, he's a numbers guy. That's a specialist. Mm. And what are some of the weaknesses with specialists? Because I remember putting a, a clip on my podcast from the movie The Margin Call. I believe that came out about 11 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. The Big mm. Short came out four years later in 2015. But mm. again, the, the actor, I don't know his name. He was in Star Trek. And then the other guy who's historically known for, there was just so much firepower that was in that specific room on that scene. But he was using all these technical numbers. He was like, and the CEO was like, explain to me as if you are talking with one of your buddies. Because mm. they can be too, <laughs> too yeah. deep oriented and it becomes so difficult, you know? Yeah, because, uh, because there's specialists in, the, in their field. Um, right. They find it very, you know, they use a lot of jargon. Um, they use very technical words, like you said, you know, they don't use any layman words, so um, layman terms. So it's very difficult to understand <laughs> what they are saying. Um, and they're also, yeah, the, the cons are that, you know, they might actually ignore other people because mm -hmm. they know that they are specialists and they shouldn't be, um, you know, um, how should I say? They shouldn't be confronted or uh, being told that they are wrong. Right. There's I that see. part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, going back to banking and going back to people who spit like doctors, right? Mm. Doctors are by far, if they're anyone, those are specialists. And uh, I don't know what you would classify a nurse as. Um, you know, but they're specialists as well. Specialists too, I but they make so. us understand things very easily mm. in comparison with a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not out here in Thailand. In Thailand, the doctors are phenomenal. In America, they're like escorted to the extractionalicious and the rastrationalicious, and I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up! Tell me what the hell's going on? I have a big black butt problem. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so you know. 
know what I mean? That's black people problems. Okay, got big lips and big butts. TMI, I've seen you. TMI. Boy, it only took twenty minutes. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, sometimes again, going back to doctors and nurses. So that's I want to go into the resource investigator, the teamwork, and the coordinator because it feels like this is the benchmark, right? Mm. This is the, if you don't have any of them, forget about it. It's going to be pure chaos. And yeah. so, what what about you, um, what about plants? What do you think about plants? Okay, so the thing is, uh, you know, mm. highly creative. Yep. Good at solving problems. Very, very, very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, generating ideas and solving those difficult problems. Honestly, this is kind of like, oh my God, I don't know. I hate to give this as a, a, as a reference, <laughs> but have you ever heard of the Fire Festival? Mm, no, this I don't think like I the have. Ultimate collapse. It was like <laughs> this guy and this rapper by the name of Ja Rule. They manipulated the hell out of you know people and this and that. But the main guy who ended up getting thrown in prison because he's a jack off. The main guy he ended up being um when they had cash flow problems, mm. he was a plant. Mm. After a one hour meeting, he came back with three million dollars. Wow. And the people would say, how the hell did you get that? See, these are the people. Uh, unfortunately, he was a manipulator at creating and solving problems. Mm. But he was brilliant at solving problems. See, in any company, whether it's GameStop or whether it's the stock markets or whether it's, you know, uh, Tesla, whatever it may be, whatever, whenever you have significant cash flow problems and you're able to come out of that, it's because you have very, very important plants. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't like dwellers, mm. right? I don't know what's the opposite of a, a, you know, a plant, but whatever that is, let's just call them. Uh, I don't know what's the opposite of a plant. I don't know. So it's something that's dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's the opposite yeah. of a plant, root. I don't know, but it's it's someone who's I would say narrow-minded. Who's someone uh, that is pessimistic as well? There we go. Yeah. The world, the, 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 the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The whole chicken little thing. Yeah. <laughs> you see what yeah. I mean? I, I yeah. don't know what purpose they have in a team, but exactly. I'm, I'm the person, I am not problem based, I'm solution based. Mm. And so, to be honest with you, I'm that creative person. And because of COVID, not one, not two, but three different waves on three separate occasions. One of them lasted eight months. It forced mm. me to become a plant and say, yeah. okay, I start off at zero. What can I do? What is working? Yeah. Okay. What yeah. isn't working? What do I need to focus on? Do I need to develop some skills so that I could earn more so that I could do more of this? Mm. What about marketing? Mm. What about this? Understanding the key skills that I have to develop for this year. You know what I mean? Those yeah. Things make me a plant, and I, I think I think. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I I think most people have to become plants. Yes. Um, we say plants in British English. Uh, plants. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. I think everybody needs to become plants. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like yeah, plants, plants. No, plants, Hebrew. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, you know, not not just not just you know teams and companies, but individuals as well like you know like yourself when the pandemic happened so many things changed and 
and we had to you know become much more creative and we had to find um ideas to you know to save ourselves really <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to survive you know? yeah unfortunately a lot of people... water mm-hmm. oh right but uh, unfortunately a lot of people in the western world they were just like Woo! and they, they just started dropping off like flies in 2020 so yeah but yeah. you're right you're right about that and i think i hope and everyone listening to this or who will watch this i hope that you generate it somewhat of a plant okay mm. i hope you at least put so- seeds in the goddamn soil to at least try to make a goddamn plant yeah <laughs> okay because that's what i started doing i started planting a yeah. lot of seeds and i started watering them on a you know on a yeah on a consistent basis in 2020 and then when i realized and said whoa wait so i can plant these trees and you know create these things and you know, sometimes they will die, sometimes they won't. But at the same mm. time, that photosynthesis and consistently and always, you know, just nurturing that, it's just going to continue to talk. I can have a goddamn forest. And that's yeah. what I realized by being forced to have my back against the wall. And I hope everyone hears this really clearly. Mm. Like having your back against the wall, it forced a lot of creativity out of you that you didn't even know you had. Yeah. And you become much more clear as to what you want and what you don't want. Oh, well. yeah. 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 That's a huge that one. Time is precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so, man, so that, that's why I, I love it. I think that was a very, very important, that yeah. category, the thought-oriented three, super mm-hmm. important. So going back into the, what, what is it, the resource investigator, what's the name of this group, the three? Um, That one is the people oriented roles yeah gotta have you, you some people, people. Them, yeah you yeah. gotta have you some people skills <laughs> god damn it yeah. oh yeah. man talk to me what do you think okay so how important think, is that i think this is like the most difficult role to be honest with you out of mm. all of it i personally think yeah right. because you know dealing with people is really difficult and i was telling my my business english students last week that when I was in banking, we had these, um, you know, I had these colleagues who were amazing in sales. They were very good at, the, you know, in their sales performance. And they would be directly promoted to the manager role. But the manager role is completely different because you are managing people. You are not managing sales. You're not managing things. So they were absolutely terrible at being managers because they just didn't know how to, you know, manage and lead people. Right. So it is, it is a crucial role, but it's the most difficult role out of all of them, I think, in, in my right. opinion. Yeah. Because especially right. if you've got big egos in the, in the team. You see what I mean? You gotta, yeah, massage those <laughs> egos. <you know? laughs> oh, my God. And so you... You know, I uh, I started teaching an advertising agency out here in Bangkok, and it's mm. like a group of fifteen students, and it's crazy. What what when you were telling me that, you know, I had each an individual. I went around. It's on a Zoom call. I went around each and every individual in the you know in the room, and you could tell when that people person. Oh, you know it. Like yeah. she was. Like, Hello. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You all, <laughs> everyone has it. And I said her confidence was insane. Mm. You know what I mean? And so she could, and that person, the outgoing, the enthusiasm, 
uh, develops the contacts. They bring in the clients. They, they are do, yeah. able to bring in the influencers, you know, yes. from her perspective. Um, and so sometimes they could be a little too over optimistic, mm. you know, and so this is kind of like the resource investigated. There's another one, but she's not as outgoing. She's a mm. little bit more introverted, but she's the same one that deals with a lot of the influencers yeah. right, out here in Thailand. And mm -hmm. so by looking at that resource investigator, you know, mm. <clears throat> the problem is when it comes to them and a team worker, that must be really hard because obviously the team worker helps the team to gel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but I, I think it's, it's a good team though because you're resource investigator is someone who like explores outside opportunities so they they look in more sort of like outwards while the team um like teamwork and coordinator they are looking um after the after the team itself and i think resource investigator is more sort of like you said you know the they're the network person in a way they've got ah, the contacts yeah ah, that's right okay I think, yeah um so I I think yeah I think that's a good combination I don't know I see okay mm -hmm. okay and, and okay so the good okay so we have those two those two but then we also have the coordinator is the coordinator more now now obviously we talk oh. about delegating and what what yeah. are they really demanding the demanding one will be the shaper they're the action oriented roles yeah gotcha. I and I and I think in a way you know you can the coordinator and team worker can be one person if if you are you know short of people in your team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. If you're on a because, budget, okay. Yeah, exactly. So the coordinator is like the chairperson and the team worker is someone who, you know, makes sure that everyone is okay and everybody, you know, is working well together. Uh, so I think those two can be can become one. Right. But um, yeah, the the shaper is is the one that you know challenges people, that pushes people um, to you know to do well, to improve. Um, but again, it's a shaper is a coach, basically. A, a, a shaper yeah. is absolutely a coach, whether it's in athletics, whether it's um, you know, Mira and the whole transformation program. I had told you about that before whether it's the soon-to-be program that I'm going to get into who actually taught Mira a few years, four years, I can't remember when. Mm -hmm. um, but these people are coaches. And the thing is, I don't want to make it look at as a, okay, they're very aggressive. But no, they're that person that has to drive, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. just like Denzel Washington, he has an acting coach. Everybody has a coach, Right. Mm. Everybody should have a coach because a coach That's gets right. you from A to B. This is why so many Venezuelans and Mexicans and Dominicans and Colombians, dentists, physicians, uh, hygienists, you name it, all medical professionals. They come to me because I'm that coach, not only obviously getting them from point A to B in academics, but also yeah. dealing with stress and dealing with anxiety and making mm. sure, mm. hey, where's your confidence level right now? Where's your yeah. mindset right now? You keep saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, you mm. need to say, how can I get from here to there? So I am probably a prolific shaper. What about you? And your let's just, let's go to <laughs> I, your- I see you, you're, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, hold on, but what about you? What about out there in the, the, you know, the place that you work at? Do you see 
shapers and are they good? And what's an example of a good shaper and a bad shaper? Um, I mean, in, in my school, I don't, I don't actually, yeah, I don't really see any shapers apart from uh, the, the, you know, our principal of the school. So yeah, she's, she's a good, good shaper. She pushes us, but in a very sort of, um, uh, in a supportive way. Right. Um, but if you look at the, the bad shaper, the bad shaper is someone who maybe pushes too hard when the team players are maybe not, not ready yep. to be pushed so far. Um, and that can create a lot of, lot of tension in, in the team. Um, so, yes, you need that person who pushes you but not to the point where you are so out of your comfort zone mm. that you don't know what, what you are doing. And right. it can, you know, it puts you off from improving right. you know, um, or self-improvement. So um, that, I would say, is a bad shaper, someone who, who just pushes you too far. Right. And that could have, you know, dire consequences. So, um, yeah, shaper has to be someone, yeah, like a coach, you said that pushes you, but in a very not a drill sergeant. Way. Exactly, yeah. Not a yeah. drill sergeant. A drill sergeant screaming in your face. Those are just clowns and idiots. You know, I, I hate to like, say um, it. Oh, like that guy <laughs> in that Richard Gere movie. Know. I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> I am. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. They they have plenty of TV shows. Who the hell are you? Doing? Who the shut up? <laughs> Get the boy. Don't you? Uh, oh my god. Oh, and an officer and a gentleman. Yeah, that was the uh, you know the the drill sergeant in the off, um, officer and the gentleman with um, with Richard Gere. He was like he kept like shouting at the um, right. at the, you know these new new soldiers. New, yep, new yep, yep. soldiers. And they got the, it seems like they got a little bit of a cowboy hat around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just in the face and screaming. There were many TV shows of yeah. like really apparently bad kids. And they said he was the- all right at the end. He was okay at the end. We loved him at the end. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, became yeah, a good guy. Right there, this isn't you becoming a Navy SEAL. This is you progressing in life. And that's not going mm. to allow you to progress. That's going to destroy everything about you. And a lot of, of the masculine men, the alpha men, yeah. the alpha men would say, Oh, well, yeah, you know, you need to be breaking mentally so you could grow and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm. need to be healed. Okay, that's what exactly, you need. You yeah. need to be healed. Anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, that's so then we got yeah. the implementer. Yeah. All right, a workable strategy. How important, you know, when it comes to, ooh. Okay, mm. so you probably don't know. It's so funny that we're having this conversation. There's a guy. Who does videos? His name is John Boy. And John Boy, he does really, really funny translation videos in terms of baseball, right? Mm. And he can read people's lips. And so he makes this video and this baseball player throws his hat down. This is horseshit. And you, he reads the lips. Oh, and wow. he, it is so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I watched one of his videos. It's been a long time, like six months since watching it. But he went into his office, John Boy Media, out there in New York. And it's crazy because he went over his day. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this guy is going to talk about all the plans we have for this week, this person, this month. 
that is very – he has a lot of implementers mm. because they're like, okay, what's important for today? Okay, what are our goals for today? He had like probably three to four implementers working mm. in yeah. that team, and everyone's at the computer. Now you have other people, the resources, the this, the that, but whoa, what a bunch of implementers. And to be yeah. honest with you, going forward in my life, especially coming up really soon, I'm probably – going to need that person i'm probably going to need obviously a resource you know someone that's obviously a revenue generator but also an implementer that keeps me on track and say listen yeah mm-hmm. gotta get this done because it just seems like you're going through the motions you're being mm-hmm. too reactionary towards everything this isn't working you know what i mean uh, yeah i mean implementers are perfect for people who are um who have the analysis paralysis uh, problem um, who right. yeah like you said they overthink and they don't take any action so yeah i think um it's yeah the implementer role is crucial in a in a team right. uh, especially if they're not progressing mm-hmm. um so yeah i completely completely agree with you um right. and yeah i mean if if like john boy you have two or three implementers then you know that things are going to get done yeah. yeah, things get yeah. done. Like, okay, at 3 p.m., we got to get this. Don't negotiate. Let, let's hurry yeah. up and get this done. Oh, man, yeah. to have an implementer, man. An, an implementer could be someone as easy as a virtual assistant. If that yeah. the, there are solopreneurs out there that keeps you on top of things, again, unless you're filling out a morning mindset and you understand what your Friday finishes are and all these different things, thinking like mm-hmm. a hyper. If you're not that person, or if you run a business and things aren't getting done, you got to hire someone that's on the ball in terms of saying, okay, so by Wednesday this time, this is going to have to be mm. done by this. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. And they, they'll I, kill the perfectionists. That's what they will do. <laughs> exactly. And those overthinkers. You know, I've been talking, you know, to my other half about that. And, you know, every every Sunday she's like, oh, I got like 20 to 30 orders of my yogurt. And I'm like, man, she could maximize this. Now, but again, we have to identify whether or not she wants to grow this and yeah, scale exactly. it, yeah. or if she wants to just keep doing this because she loves to do it. But mm. to be honest with you, I know that she would love to scale it. And I believe that she's going to need an implementer, whether mm. this is someone that's like, okay, you have not done anything with social media. Let's do one hour worth of review here. You need that person. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I, it's really exciting, you know, because you know, you would be able to probably 10 times your business or 10 times your effectivity, your efficiency mm. by having one of these individuals on your team. Yeah. And also implementer can be, I was just thinking an accountability uh, partner as you well. You see what I mean? Yeah. An accountability partner could be that implementer. It's not like you have to hire someone as a team member. You mm. could just say, Hey, can you just remind me to do this? And practically yeah. anyone can do this. And if you like, don't do it, you give them money. <laughs> right. Uh, there that, you yeah. go. There you go. I'd be like, hey, listen, if you don't do this, you got to, hey, you got to buy yeah. me a meal. Exactly. And then after a while, if you start spending 50 to to $100 a week on meals yeah. for someone, you're going to get real mad. Your pocket's going to get mad. Your exactly. bank account get mad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good way to motivate, you know, you, yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and so mm-hmm. Ibu, the last one, a complete complete finisher, yeah. Yeah. Tell us so, about this person. 
yeah so they're, they're the ones that you know just make sure that you you complete the task right um so yeah again that I, I think implement and complete finisher they they could be you know two in one in a way what what do you think that, yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it could be a little bit of a lot just considering that, mm. okay, we got to figure all of this out because then that implementer is going to have to come back and it's kind of like having a picture on the wall, right? Mm. And so if we look at a complete finisher, if the picture is, and I don't want to show you my, you know, my, you know, my, oh boy, I was <laughs> boy, about to show you everything, but an <laughs> implementer, you know what I'm talking about that boy? You're about to say a little bit of skin. You feel me? And so if we look at a wall, let's say this is a line. Yeah, yeah. sorry for the paint job for everyone who's uh, watching. Who cares? I'm leaving this bitch anyway. <laughs> and so by looking at this, and I ain't doing no paint job either. So if we look at this, right, a complete finisher would be someone <laughs> that where if the picture mm. is not like, like I'm talking I don't know, 180, like we're talking pure horizontal. Mm, the complete mm. finisher is the person that goes like this. Mm. And then a person who doesn't understand a complete finisher would say, it looks the same. And they would say, no, it doesn't. It is mm. the same pound. Mm. And these are the people who come in and polish everything, who make sure everything is finished, the super detailed oriented. However, perfectionism a little bit no so is that is that yeah, yeah i guess so yeah i guess so because yeah they they are very thorough aren't they so right. yeah you're right so implementer would be like okay let's get on with it let's finish this let's do it even if it's not perfect let's put it out there right um yeah uh, i guess so, yeah with the complete finisher they're more sort of we have to be thorough. We have to check that everything, you know, ticks the box, um, right. ticks all the all the boxes. Right. Um, so yeah, there could be yeah. There's I guess there's some perfectionism in in there. Yeah, I see. Um, right, and so that's why but, you know I don't know if they, especially with the implement. If they're two in one, that would be really good. But at the it's same gonna time, clash. Yeah. it's going to be a clash for sure. Because if we look at the implementer, they're like, okay, we need this done by 5 p.m. And then the complete finisher says, but it's not finished. And the implementer is like, shut up, done by five. It's not finished. You want to fight me? Yes, let's fight. You know what? I, anything. You know, if you're in America, that happens real quick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, they are yeah. fighters, not lovers. Okay. And they so, are. but yeah. being able to exist. And having mm. that harmony, boy, if an implementer and a complete finisher could actually get along and make sure, yeah. okay, I understand this. Okay, let me look over everything. It's kind of like the person before you post something online. Let's say some of the big, big time heavy hitters, mm. they always check the grammar or this or this, whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a complete finisher. And I remember it's so funny just to go over this real quick. Uh Saw an ad on LinkedIn, and mm. this guy, I don't know why he posted an ad. His name is something Biggs or Briggs. Some, he is a teacher from, I forgot what country. He's a Western teacher, mm. but he's very popular here in Thailand for obvious reasons, right? Which mm. I will not explain in this podcast. But he, <laughs> in his ad, he <clears throat> did not spell something correctly. I think he 
put is instead of are. Mm. And so all these commenters who are not part of his market addressed it and said, oh, this, oh, that, oh, you know, just because, you know, one, they're dicks, and two, because, you know, they just wanted to point it out and say, wait, you're an English teacher, you miss places? No, Mm. it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with maybe, just maybe, you should have a little bit of a complete finisher. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just look here. You know what I mean? Although your market is tight, it's always good to have that complete finisher if you're yeah because add, because right? of what we do it's yeah uh people are going to be very judgmental <laughs> yes um they're going to yeah um you're supposed to have everything perfect right even though i i teach my students that they even you know native speakers are not perfect <laughs> exactly so and that, i'm sure yeah. i've said many things throughout this podcast where I'm just going along with it. And I do, I really do not care. Okay. Because it's not the end of the world. And if you're judging me, you're judging yourself. Yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, those people who are just looking for attention, I don't care about online trolls, whether it's on LinkedIn or anywhere else, but you know, if that man had a complete finisher, that wouldn't have happened. And if Mm. that didn't happen, then he wouldn't have seven comments of people yeah. saying, oh, 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 just trying to look for that superiority complex and say, oh, you got this right. Oh, oh I'm from home. I'm from Dartmouth. Oh, you know what I mean? You know those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, play yeah. Don't play with me, okay? And so, um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. With that being said, okay, so Ebru, mm. to top this off, what role, who do you think you are? Um... I would say I'm between I'm between teamwork and plant actually. I'm teamwork and and plant. Ah, yeah. I see. Okay. But um, and I I had this conversation with you know my my business English students last week and and Meredith Belbin mentioned this as well. Like right. as you as you evolve as you grow professionally mm-hmm. um, over the years, your role changes as well. Because I would say maybe twenty years ago I wasn't a plant at all. I was not creative. I didn't have any ideas. Um, but now, like you, you know, I'm more sort of like solution based. I have more ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do change over time. Mm. Um, but I do, I, I also have a bit of a perfectionism in me uh, and I, I try to, uh, I try to deal with it. I'm getting better at it, but there's still that, you know, maybe a bit of a complete finisher, you know, a bit of perfectionism in there. Mm. Um, so I, I don't feel like I fit into one specific role, but I feel I fit into, you know, two or three, I would say. Okay. Yeah. How do you go about doing This is for <clears throat> a question for everyone else out there who believes that they're potentially, per, uh, you know, perfectionists and stuff. How do you, how are you going about dealing with that? Um, I guess it's, it's time constraints as well, in a way. Yeah, I think to myself, if I, if I don't publish this, uh, I'm going to regret it ah. you know, in the future. So I try to think of myself. I try to think of my future self, how this, you know, my future self would feel if uh-huh. I 
don't do this or don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like um, that. I like that. That reminds me of um an NLP way of uh yeah, it's kind of like NLP. There was this guy. Um, he shouldn't have been an NLP coach, who cares? But he <laughs> would ask me, he was like, if you don't finish this, and it was something as little as three years ago, right? Yeah. I believe it was three years ago. I can't remember. Maybe it was just two years ago, just before COVID came, and we met up. And he was like, what's one of your biggest challenges? And me, my biggest challenge was actually doing my pronunciation video course and doing the videos. Mm. Like I kept procrastinating and even mm. just doing videos. And I never thought yeah. that would happen to be honest with you. But you know, he was like, and how would you feel? How would your future self feel about this and this and this? Mm. And so that mm. would kind of bring you in a direction and say, so maybe let me just start cutting, you know, beating off on yeah. these do that because in, in a way yeah when it comes to procrastination and perfectionism that really comes from sort of your you know your childhood trauma as well uh -huh. the, the way that you were treated as a child the environments you grew up in you right. know um how society is judging you so all of these things are affecting your your progress in a way right um and they impact on you know, on the, on the goals that you want to, you want to achieve. Right. Um, so, yeah, so you have to find a way um, either, you know, have therapy or speak to a, you know, transformational coach like yourself to, to deal with those traumas and, and just get on and do things, you know, like, you know, that like slogan is like, just do it. <laughs> right, right, right. Did you say Nike slogan or Nike? Well, we say Nike. So. Oh my goodness gracious! England has struck again. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We don't do we don't do American English here. No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All righty, Ibru. Thank you about, so much. How about you? You didn't. You have to tell us what what role you fit into or what roles you fit Ooh, into. That's a good, yeah, of finish. course, of course. How rude of me. You know what? Okay, so when it comes to me, mm. I am definitely a plant, and you know, you being forced out of your comfort zone—that's how you ultimately have become a a, a plant. Yeah. And with me, me being that, I would have to say I'm absolutely a shaper. Uh, I don't see myself being that implementer whatsoever, that complete uh, finisher whatsoever. I'm literally that plant and that uh, in that shaper. And to be honest with you, I could definitely be a resource investigator, not in terms of me bringing new ideas back to the team, but me having the strengths of being that resource investigator, meaning, you know, that outgoing that enthusiastic type of individual develops contacts. Now, mm. I've actually... I wouldn't say I retreated, but being out here in Thailand, I, and it's very important to know your market because now the things as simple as me, you know, going to a gym and announcing myself and trying to be buddy, buddy with everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore because I kind of know my market. Having mm -hmm. lived here for nine years and considering who's coming on to, you know, my podcast next week, there, the, you know, this actress and, all these other big time heavy hitters are in, and I attracted to them. I did not like reach out to them whatsoever. Mm. They were drawn to me. And so now I'm not that person who feels like I need to announce myself to the world anymore. So I would have to say, I'm not so much of a person that like 
you know, makes a bunch of contacts and I'm not that talkative person unless it is my market, unless mm -hmm. it is my market. And I've come to, you know, just to realize that <clears throat> I do not need to, and I don't have to force situations anymore. Mm. Because when I do <laughs> be in one of these things that I'm not, I'm mm. often disappointed. Yeah. So then that's why it's very important to identify and say, okay, what are my strengths? What should, what skills do I need to develop in terms of what I am doing? Mm. You know, mm. because again, when you constantly give to, to people or when you constantly, you know, whether it's in a team and you feel like you're giving so much and you're not getting anything back, mm -hmm. it could be a number of things and, you know, variables that are happening within that. Yeah, specific. and there's a lot of like resentment as well because you feel you're giving so much of yourself, but like you said, you're not getting anything back and and that leads to resentment and not willing right. to to give any more. Right. And the, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why, <clears throat> that's why, you know, when I work in a team and I started building things and then when I realized that I wasn't really getting much back from different places, I'm like, you know what, let me go try something, something else out. Let me, let me figure mm -hmm. out what my roles are in a team within an organization and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very simple. Being at this tutorial center out here in Thailand, boy, that is like the, that, that's the documents to stay inside that country. I look at it, nothing else, you know, mm -hmm. but when it comes to what I do online, I'm the guy with the voice, I'm the face, I'm the video, I'm the face of the brand. And mm -hmm. so I stick to that. Those are the skills. Okay. I need to develop marketing too, but everything else that will begin happening behind me, knowing those roles and understanding everything, those are all very, very important roles. So yeah, mm -hmm. does that make sense? You know what I mean? So that's yeah, why- yeah. When I am, when I do hire someone in the future, it's a revenue ge generating person, obviously paying them more than what you would pay someone else mm. where, because there are like a lot of those different types of people. But if you have someone that generates that revenue, those are the types of people you want to drive into your business immediately. Exactly. That's yeah. the first person you want to hire. You don't want to hire someone who's not generating revenue. You mm, got to get mm. someone. That, and so if you have a shop, you better run the shop. Yeah. So you find someone, a social media ad, somebody who's really good at social media or ads, and mm. you pay them to draw in more customers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's the first person you want to hire. So obviously that's a whole nother story, but yeah, just giving you. Yeah. I mean, you, you really need, you know, positive people around you as well. Um, positive, encouraging Absolutely. Uh, because if, if you start having people and I, sometimes I feel this, you know, living here and working yeah. here, that they're people with, you know, a lot of like limitations and they um, they project those limited limitations onto you. Absolutely. And, um, and that that just drives me crazy. And I just have to get out of that toxic environment. Yeah. And, and you saying that that's exactly the toxic environment that I used to work in. Mm, being at that mm. tutorial center. Can you imagine 10 of the 13 teachers being like that? Yeah. You know, and the only other Lots. three phenomenal teachers, one being from Atlanta, another one being from Uganda and another one from Ireland, they would quickly get their stuff and they would get out of that teacher's room immediately mm. because mm. these are people who I call them parasites. Yeah, And some of them don't even know because they're just doing exactly what they've been doing for the last... 6,000 decades because they're 6,000 years old. 
And, uh, you know, uh, well, it have to be like 60,000 if there's 6,000 decades. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but you get what I mean. <laughs> I but you know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah, having that person who's that positive, vibrant individual. Mm, and mm. I give my personality to the people who are deserving of it. Yeah. You know, when I go to the gym, I know that there are two gentlemen, one from Spain, one from England. They give me that positive vibrancy and I give them the same thing because mm -hmm. it's constant synergy. Yeah. But the other people, I don't force myself upon other individuals, whether mm -hmm. it's in a team, whether it's me going to the gym, whether it's me being at the tutorial center, whether it's me being in a group and amongst different individuals, I mm -hmm. never try to like impose who I am onto individuals. I'm kind of like the one that goes into the party and I evaluate everything. And I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. how you doing? Arsenio, hey, how you doing? Arsenio? You know what I mean? I'm not the person that said, Whoa, I'm Arsenio. No, I'm, I'm not that person. I'm not, I used to be. I used yeah. to be an entertainer. I You're the monitor evaluator. <laughs> you know what I mean? I used to have that entertaining yeah. personality. I would go in butt ass naked to these places. <laughs> but then I ended up becoming. Things I've missed. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? TMI. Yeah. I, I became that protagonist. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so that fits right into what a shaper is they mm, shape the mm. individual you know so yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> with that being said ebru that was a session i yeah. love it this brought a lot of ideas to everyone uh what are your final thoughts about everything ebru i think um yeah I, these team roles they make sense and i think if you have you know, one from each category or two from each category, uh, you will have an effective, effective team. And, um, but also like, you know, when we mentioned be positive, be encouraging, work well together um, and be objective as well. Right. Um, you know, um, understand the other person's point of view. Right. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Being and, a little bit of everything, it doesn't hurt, yeah. right? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. And like, you know, you evolve. As you evolve, your team role um, evolves as well. So you might end up, you know, being two or three types of, you know, these roles. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So everyone look over it again. If I can repeat the name for everyone, uh, it is the nine Belbin team roles. You can look that up on Google very quickly. There are different reports and different things you can find out. If you have an organization of five, 10, 20, 50, a hundred mm. people doing this and identifying that will at least give you some clarity and maybe we'll give you an idea on how to approach situations how to even approach different team members mm. you know what i mean yeah. make it sure when they understand their role and then they become more enthusiastic they know exactly what they exactly. want to do what they want to achieve yeah you know and Absolutely. so check that out people i hope you enjoyed this wonderful podcast video podcast with that being said ebru thank you so much for joining me thank once you, again. it's always been a pleasure always <laughs> absolutely and with that being said people make sure you follow ebru obviously on instagram she is doing real she's so popular uh but man she is doing amazing things <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be sure to put her link down below again 
business English teacher out there in the good old London. <laughs> and that said, man, uh, stay tuned for a hell of a lot more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.